Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. My my big issue with Juneteenth is my same issue with Martin Luther King Day as a federal holiday. Mm -hmm. You can't be responsible for the act and then get to celebrate it too. So... I literally just had a fucking two-hour. No, 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 no. That was probably you. How long were you on the phone before I got in here? Ten minutes. So it was three and a half. Because I got in at nine twenty. It's oh yeah, easy. It's, it's uh twelve thirty. So it was about. It started off about um. It started off about just regular basketball shit. We're talking about the Bucks. Yeah. And um, against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And I, I had an epiphany. I was like, man, Giannis, we're asking Giannis to win, right, without – I don't remember the last time – I take that back. The last player who won with the least amount of talent was the Houston Rockets from 94 because there was spotty with the All-Stars, very few. Was that a Clyde team or is that a not-yet-Clyde so That's team? 95. Okay. So 94, which is crazy because – Giannis also was the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Now, he's not the scoring threat as Olajuwon, right? He's he's not as skilled of a scorer. Yeah. But he's, like, so athletic. He's like Shaq mixed with, like, Vince Carter or some shit. I don't know. But what I was thinking right now so I made a bet with a brother on there about it and I was like yeah and he was talking about the Hawks and I'm like the Hawks don't have the defense so you know pray Giannis don't get hurt and you know he finally gets it done because I feel like people been tough on his legacy mm. so it ended up being this drag out conversation and LeBron is such a polarizing figure so anytime you reference LeBron even my homies bro they go into automatic feel like they need to defend his legacy mode. The funniest shit is all your people from L.A. 36 months ago or 50 months Hated ago. Hated that motherfucker. Was fuck him up and down. Yeah. And now it's, he's the greatest thing of all time. And you can see it coming. I was like, you, you, could, you could see that one coming a mile away. It's just, just very bizarre. I mean, I guess it's not that bizarre just because... I mean, you're going to be a fan of your team. You're going to be a fan of your team. but Yeah, it's it's tough. It's, yeah. Well, for me, it's not really – like, I don't have a problem with LeBron. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know him to have a problem with him. I wonder about him controlling the narrative and always feeling like he needs to have positive spins on everything, but mm. I guess that's a sign of the times. So to people, it comes across like I don't like LeBron. Yeah. But in reality, I recognize LeBron as the best small forward, as the greatest small forward of all time at this point, which is tough because Larry Bird had that spot for years. 
But, um, you know, LeBron has accomplished more, rightfully so. Yeah. I hate his fans. His fans are the worst fans in the history of stars to have fans. Yeah, that's, that's um, really true. Like, Rihanna's Navy is pretty bad. The Beehive is bad. Um, yeah, pretty bad. Eminem's group is pretty bad. But LeBron's group... So who you are spend those fans. That's, huh? Who are him and those fans? Man, M got some fans. Them fans. I know come, he has lots of fans. Them motherfuckers are gonna cut your throat. Yeah, that's they're, they're I could yeah they're a passionate group. I could see yeah. that, but I just am like who? Like what type of person would they? it be? I, feel I don't like know. They're, they're all the they're the Bakersfield, Californias, the Tulsa, Oklahomas, the oh that trailer park, all that. Yeah. yeah. And then the hip hop, like the, like the, like the people who all who like drive around at night with MF Doom playing in the car, are oh, also yeah. the Eminem fans. Like sure. I really fans. eat, sleep, and shit lyricism fans. Yeah, yeah. M is tough though, but yeah. So long story short, that was the thing. How was your weekend though? It was whatever. There wasn't anything to it. I don't, didn't do shit. I don't. I wouldn't have done shit anyway. So I'm coming home, right? I'm in the Merrill, right? Yeah. We coming through Lamert Park. Oh man, is yesterday, bro? You weren't coming through Lamert Park. You were going up to a point in Lamert Park, stopping and then circumventing an area much larger than Lamert Park. <laughs> no ceilings, GL, Peter Boss, feel me? We in here a little late, but we in here getting it done. It's gonna get real done. We'll get it done. This Juneteenth shit is fucked up. It is. It, it's it's interesting. Like it, it. It stands on three pillars to me, and I don't like two of them. So two thirds of Juneteenth. What it is right now, I don't like. The, the element that I like is the historical element, the actual literal historical element. Everything beyond that, to me, is a lot of bullshit. I'll be very honest. Yeah? Yeah. What's the bullshit. bullshit part of it? The bullshit part of it is... It's kind of like multi-pronged, but you have... One, I... It disappoint. Like, it's it's ridiculous that... Here we are yet again with a whole lot of politicians glad handing. Oh, you know, what we're going to do we're going to do something to that. We're going to give something to put a smile on black people's face. Don't cost us a red fucking cent. There's that. And then there's all the black people who are just like, fuck, yeah, it's like, God damn it. Could it be like, could you just I mean, just God, son of a. They know it's going to work and and do nothing but prove it right. And I hate that you're a white person acknowledging that because you know, right? And that's the fucked up part. Like You know what? I'm so do 99 other white senators know. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But but that's the thing. Like they understand when somebody is so broken, when a community is so broken, all they have is hope. So when all you have is hope, symbols is all you need to give somebody. It's why the black church is probably the most successful business in the hood. The black yeah. church is more successful for me than the dope spot. The black church is more successful than Louisiana fried chicken. Popeye's put together. Mm -hmm. um, so it's easy to give people, you know, the brothers hope. Instead of actual tangible goods, like okay, I mean, do you want to? The first black president ran on hope. On hope, change, but f hope first. Yeah, and they know it. I, I get mad at a lot of my rap counterparts because I feel like they sell hope. Yeah. Like one of the worst lines in the world to me is self-made. Mm. Like how the fuck can anybody be self-made? Yeah, like your mom at best make you know, at worst makes you. Yeah, self-made is is challenging. It's it's, it's impossible. It's it's a very 
interesting term. I mean, it's very, very relative, and it's very, very contextual. And it's more relative than contextual. Mm. Yeah. But back to the point. So I just hate the fact that, again, they just deliver hope. Yeah, just deliver hope. And, And you know what? They're delivering hope on the front end while all they've been doing for the past 120 days is is backdoor manipulating the complete eradication of school choice in urban neighborhoods with black dense population communities from coast to motherfucking coast. Yeah. Oh, you talking about how they controlling what they can teach now? Not even that. I'm talking about the stranglehold that the public sector teachers unions have over the DNC at the at the local, state, and federal level where you can't provide subsidized school choice for a, a kid and a parent to go to a private school or a charter school or God knows whatever else. It's like, we're just going to stick these guys out here on an island. You can only go to Jordan High School. Well, what about the charter mm-hmm. school right over there? No, 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 no. They don't that. contribute to our campaign. You know, and, and it's like, that is unbelievably damaging. But guess what? Jonathan. You can celebrate on Saturday for free. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so. Like, fuck out of here. Oh, but well, look. Feel this, though. <laughs> no. How does, how does slavers get a day off for June? So if you make it a federal. <laughs> <laughs> so like, right? So all the descendants of the slavers mm-hmm. get a day off. Yeah. What was the day off? It was on Saturday, for fuck's sake. It was like the fucking, it was like the joke about Black History Month being the shortest month of the year. It's then right. we're going to give you a holiday on Saturday. I mean, what the fuck? Like, you can't write it up any better. The first year. How many years did it take to vote it down before 19 came up on a Saturday? They voted it down the previous six years to make sure that they got the Saturday on the first one. A day off as the holiday. There wasn't Friday. wasn't it closed. Nothing closed on Friday. Nothing's closing tomorrow. It was a Saturday holiday, goddammit. It was like college football. Fuck out of here. Like, I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? Bro, you, who writes these jokes, yeah, bro? People were just happier than shit to have a Saturday. It's like, dude, there's a food, like, there, there's a farmer's market at Crenshaw, like, every Saturday. It was just Saturday. Bro, what's crazy is I seen a lady on the news, and she was crying because they opened up Lemur Park. She was like, we could finally come back home. And I was like... Damn, we're so happy that they opened the park. They opened the park on Wednesday. They didn't open the park on Saturday. But who the fuck cares? Like, and this is my problem. Uh, We've talked about this. And and Van Lathan, shout out to Tommy Van. He's still mad at me. But that's my problem with symbolism and, and conversations about you know, we're spending so much time, right? My my community is spending so much time trying to get, you know, like symbolic victories, yeah. right? So the elite, right, is all talking about police brutality because they saw what happened to George Floyd, rest in peace, on the news. Mm. So they're like, oh, you know, police brutality, we need to get justice and police brutality and, 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 and what's that word they call it? Well, you move the money out. Defund the police and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, y'all don't see all of these people that's poor every day. Like, and I'm starting to realize the media doesn't show how poor people are. Like they will do it if white people is involved. So like, right, they'll go to, what's that park? Park? So it was a park where everybody stayed at, where the lake is at off the, uh, what's that, the five? Oh, well, like Echo oh, the one on one, yeah, the one on one. Remember, they had all the tents. Yeah, Echo Park, what it is? They shut all that shit down. Yeah, and um, like that was on the news. But it's like all the elite from my community don't see 
that the problem with the community, right? I'm listening to people talk about gangbanging. They're like, oh, man, you know, the problem with the black community is gangbanging. Well, people only gangbang where they poor at. Like, black people don't gangbang. Not Park. But that's not, that's not even, that's poor. Even, even though as, that's Ish. Los Angeles poor. Yeah. Right? So what I'm saying. That's the state of mind. But even the Avs is not as bad as when you go to the dark. So the Avs, that's the 40 avenues. That's my point. Or not my point, but that's a point. It's not, I don't think, particularly. And, and I'm a little torn on this because I, I understand, like, if you're the black community, you want to put your center of congregation somewhere that's, that's pretty cool, you know? Like, I think it's unfortunate that, like, the black beach is, like, right underneath the runway of LAX. Every sure. beach is public. And it was, like, for some reason... The shittiest beach you could find in Southern California is the Black Beach, unless you were like jumping off of the dock. So we talking about Dogwiler? Yeah, Dogwiler. Yeah. I was trying to stall until sure, it came sure. to me. But the like, the convenience for LA is a media city. The media in LA always defers. You hear about like 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 Watts is a is a is an idea. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a real place. I, I, the media I, goes to Crenshaw, the nicest place. Yeah. Lamert Park should be Magic Johnson Park. Sure, I agree. I agree. That makes sense. But that's my point. So I really am starting to blame the elite of 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 my community because it's like, yo, because like Puff, like if Puff is not screaming about, you know, opportunities, reparations, those conversations, mm-hmm. not necessarily one, but if it's not economic conversations, like I don't want to hear them talking about their opportunities anymore. Oh man, we need to be no. These people, right, who've never experienced, I truly believe um when you get a chance to earn or like um prosper, mm-hmm. you gain vision from it. Yeah. Like I had a homie who who I've been knowing him this whole time, he rapped. He ain't really had no money. You know, He come from, his neighborhood ain't really having it. And over the EDD and all that time, PPP stuff, he came up. Mm-hmm. And just to listen to him talk now, I, I could tell he's he's witnessed more. It opens doors. No it question. opens doors. No Mental, even in your mind, you yeah. start believing things exist. Poverty is you're a very a, you're much. You're allowed to learn. Yeah, yeah. Poverty, exactly, because you have a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not constrained to how am I going to eat? Or how am I going to pay my rent? Well, there's an, and there's an incentive also to learn. I mean, anybody can just, like, go study God knows what at any time. But who's really, like, it's not all that practical an idea. You know, when it's like, oh, well, I got a stack of money and I would like to not blow it. There's an, an, an instantaneous incentive and time sensitive. I need to actually go and then learn some shit. And then you realize, wow, I've learned this. Look at all this stuff. You know, like you don't even know it exists, but because you have an impetus to learn that it exists, it's different than just casually just sure. wondering questions. Um, I got an idea. I'm going to say it before we get back to the point, but I was trying to tell some of my people that because they were under the impression, oh, you go to college and you make money. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you go to college for education. And you owe money. Yeah, like, in <laughs> my community, right, it's this big fabrication that college means more money. And I'm That's like, bigger than your community. Yeah, well, is, specifically yeah. in my community, right? Because I sure. think, it, there, like, there, for white communities and white people, the elite, it's more or less like parents to show off their kids. It's a lot of that. I, I think. I think that there's... And there are some kind of lost in transit translation things between like white and black America and like the nuance. I think white people go to college is a bit of a rite of passage and a, and a luxury. Sure. Black people go to college because they figure, well, if it's a rite of passage for them, it must be a rite of passage for me. And, and it's, it's not, not quite the same passage. It's not even close. And, you know, I mean, you, you can be like, like there's what, three and a half trillion dollars in student debt, something like that. That's everybody. That's too big yeah, to be isolated. Down. Yeah. And and I again, I have beef with this. As I told you, I want to do a whole podcast on a university. So okay. I'll do that one time. Okay. But to tighten it up, you can be Susie Q from Irvine, you know, and 
why is it driven snow and go to university and major in whatever the fuck, like the most, like the least monetizable, biggest waste of time you could find and walk out with a big old basket of debt, you know, but you did that because it was a luxury because when you're done, you're going to go backpacking in Europe for the summer and <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. That and really do. your parents are going to be proud. Yeah. Their parents going to give you the business. Yeah. Um, you know, opportunities. But I, I told my family, I was like, yo, it's for education. Yeah. It's not about to make more money. It's just to be educated specifically See, further on the idea. That, no, like, it, it can be like, for example, like when I lived in Oakland, uh, this is a lot of years ago, but we had a couple girls stayed in this house with me and my boy who ran track on a pro level. And the girls were like Afro studies majors and all their friends came around. It became like a house a lot of people hung out at. And it was a lot of, you know, it was this, this girl, uh, Erica Willis, shout out to her. And her, um, congratulations to her husband, just passed the uh, LAPD lieutenant's test. So nice. if we ever need an officer to come on and talk. Nice. Cool we need guy. that. We need that. But they're watch people. She went, well, she lives in Carson, but her dad was like a coach at Locke. So nice. she went to Locke. And, um, you know, she was there. The girl, April, was, uh, you know, from Richmond. It was it was a lot of the Watts and Richmonds of the world sure. who, were, who were there. And I'm like, all you girls are shouldering, you know, not a, it's not USC level debt money, but you're taking on tens of that, probably, you know, 50, 40, 50 K to walk out of there. And all of you, you're, you know, your friends, cause you're in the same classes and shit like that. But like, like literally all of you were walking out in an unmonetizable feel. feel. I mean, you can't walk in and be like, I know an awful lot about African American studies. I should be your next accountant. You know, so you can, but but again, it's the same thing. So even if you're going to be in accounting, it's to get further education on accounting. Exactly. So I think we just look at the paper like, oh, well, if a person has a degree and a person doesn't have a degree, I'm like, well, if you go to McDonald's, well, that person probably can be an assistant manager. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her like, so you're going to go get like $50,000 worth of debt to be an assistant manager? If you had worked there for four fucking years, you're going to be the assistant manager. Yeah, like, like you might as well like, work there too and, and just put the work in. But yeah. so shout out to, to my cousin Nikki. That I was telling her that. Um, but she thought I was crazy because you know, again, black people, that's what we taught. Oh man, go to college, get a better job. Um my my big issue with Juneteenth is my same issue with Martin Luther King Day as a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. You can't be responsible for the act and then get to celebrate it too. Like, Juneteenth should be like the word nigger. Like, nigger. Yeah. Like, you, like Pete, you shouldn't be able to celebrate it. Bro, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. I, <laughs> Not your fault. I, I, I didn't because I had. Right? I didn't have any friends. But you missed the <laughs> point, right? It's your fault. Yeah. Why the fuck? Like, I was looking at some shit on the news where they was having a. A thing at this Manhattan Park, I guess the context was it was belonged to a black family. They took it, and now they were trying oh, to give Manhattan it back. Beach property. Sure, I don't know about it, whatever it is. But they were all performing, and these white folks was just laid all up in the grass and shit, watching them like, it's Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. No, bitch, it's your fault. What? Like Martin Luther King, like you can't knock off the person. You can't be responsible for knocking off the person and then celebrate his life. Well, that brings up two very interesting points that I think are existential bedrock points in this conversation bigger than, like, the Juneteenth discussion. The first being it's like, just like, just because you play for the Lakers today doesn't mean you, you know, like Larry Bird and walking through that door like Rick Pitino. You know, that's different players from a different era. So just because you're a Celtic today doesn't mean that you won 19 rings. Oh, you're a Celtic. You a Celtic, you but you don't Celtic. have you don't have no eighteen rings. You're part of the tradition. You stretched it because I should have chose a different team. <laughs> sure. You got a Celtic hot hot wire. Sure, there. sure, that's fair. But there's that element too, and and then the second one being, like, there's not, and obviously, like again, and it just kind of goes to my first point, like. The black community today is like 40 million people. Over 
a hundred some years, that's a quarter of a billion people who have lived and died or whatever over, you know, to make that number possible. So what is, it's, it's not clearly defined. You can't clearly define something where one person feels one way, another person feels another way. We're going to lump them all together by color. It's not really how I get down. But what is it that the goal or the desire is? Like, do you want the separation? Do you want the assimilation? What is it that you want? Do you want to have support from white America? Do you not? Well, that's so, like, so, you know, so the tricky part for me is, is like, obviously, no one black person can speak for all black people. Yeah. Right. So, my particular thing is the economic portion. Mm hmm. I don't even want to get into conversations. I don't think nobody should have to live next to people if they don't want to. Like, I'm not necessarily for, I don't want segregation, but separation is not bad. Like, if you don't want to live next to some black family, I, I don't think you should have to. I don't think, I mean, you shouldn't block that person, but I, I don't like the fact that we want to move in certain neighborhoods where they at in the first place. But right. I understand the economic gain of that you know buying property somewhere that's gonna have good value and, and that's one of my big old issues sure is like i think it's tragic and incredibly damaging longer term bigger picture that i mean name a neighborhood anywhere and i mean anywhere that is a that is a or was a or has become a black a quote-unquote black neighborhood that got comparatively better, you know? And there's two elements to that. One of them is because anybody who wants to make their place better doesn't make it better there. They just bounce. Yeah. You know? But on the other side of it, the fact that you do bounce because, you know, I'm going to be the only idiot who just invested $200,000 to put a second story in a pool or whatever on my house. I'm not going to get the ROI back because no one else on my block's going to do it. So there's a lack of kind of Structure. understood confidence in your neighbors there and that and that bleeds net worth and that's a big problem i agree but but not even just net worth but morale yeah hey everybody welcome to across generations where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations i'm your host tiffany cross Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, where I'm from in Watson County, my, my mom was a nurse. So I knew a nurse, even though she was thugging and kind of did her thing with crime. She was a nurse. Um, it's not a lot of doctors that live where we're from. You know, even even where my mom's house was at in the, in, in, the, in the Richland Farms in Compton. Yeah. I don't remember any doctors. Oh, they leave. They move. And that's the Richland Farms. Yeah. You know, that's eight nine hundred thousand dollars right now in Compton. Yeah, they they'll commute into King Drew or whatever the hell. Yeah. You know. And I I know it was a teacher, but I didn't know where they lived, if they live right there. So the Richland Farms was a little special, so let's go to my dad's, right? And and Watts. The only person driving nice cars was the dope dealers. Yeah. Was the hustlers, was the pimps. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's a big problem. But it's a tough problem to put on like my community too, because it's like, am I asking you to stay in Watts? You know, am I asking you to stay in Watts? Am I saying, okay, yeah. if you become a doctor at King Drew, should you live right on the outskirts of the PJs? Yeah. No, should I- you live on the seven? Should you live in the block? You know, the niggas and guards and Bonnie hunters, you feel me? Yeah. Should you live, you know, near the Jordan Downs? Like, it's almost unfair. And I think we're picking outliers, though. I, I, th- I think if you look at the bell curve, that's on the horizontal threshold of the bell curve and not the vertical threshold of the bell curve. Mm. And I think that there's probably more potential in the vertical threshold of the bell curve in a neighborhood like that to say, like, you know, and I'll pick on some nameless, faceless entities here. Sure. But, like, you know, in Compton, there's a lot of guys who are, like, longshoremen or whatever the hell. Yeah, I know some of them that live around the way. There's a lot. Yeah. And they're in, like, the bike the bike crews. Yeah. Know? So yeah. they spend a lot of money I got on small bikes. It would be better for everybody if you spent the money on the house instead of the bike. I'm not saying, don't, again, I'm a free choice well, that, guy. But that's tricky, though, because they do spend money on the houses. Like, like they do. Like, Mo, you know, my boy Mexican Mo. Mm-hmm. So, Mo lives in Long Beach. He builds yeah. up his house. Like, um, I know some guys that do, but... It's 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 more exceptional. But, but well, it's it's kind of common for the longshoremen. I don't know why. Because they get a fucking ton, like, of, ton money. of money. But I'm saying they do do that. But it's not just that. It's not just raising the value up per house, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing, right? To create more taxes, more better education, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you can borrow ability, all kinds of things. Because the circumstances in 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 that community, in our communities, in them underserved and underprivileged places, you know, people mom on drugs, things not right, you know, worrying about eating, paying rent, mm-hmm. you already lack vision. You can't see beyond what's outside yeah. because you're trying to just, you know. You're trying to, like, you're fighting so many regular, simple problems that no human being, you know, you would you like to believe. Hours, not years. Yeah, yeah, right. You count. Exactly. Like the movie, that, like the Justin Timberlake movie, In Time. Well, you you got to really see it. It's dope because it's really that concept. That shit yeah. is fire, bro. It's like one of my favorite films. Um, that's the thing. So, but if I, I genuinely believe, like, so, right, like, you have people aspiring the community, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still a far grasp, right? You got, so like, you know, inspiring, aspire is different, right? To, to aspire, right? So yeah. the rappers are aspiring. They're not inspiring, they're aspiring, yeah. right? They're like, we're going to live this life and you look at us, we come from where you come from, maybe you can live it. Not necessarily giving you tips. That's, 
it's interesting. Like, obviously, like, I, in in more recent years, I've become a lot more like I'm not I'm not an intellectual, but I'm more like intellectually interested. So, like, one of the things that always bothered me. This is obviously back in the day because it's an older song. Like, uh, Jadakus did a song called like Twenty One Questions. Right, twenty-one. Is that fifty cent or Jadakus? He did a song about a number of questions. Is that that's not fifty? No, fifty had. Oh, that's why you talking about why? Yeah, that's right. Jadikus, they why? came around the same time. Yeah, but it was, the whole Hamilton. thing was questions. Yeah, but both of them was dope. Yeah, they're both dope songs. Yeah, yeah. They're great songs. And one of them just the Jadakus song. It asked a lot of questions. I'm like, that's nice. But some of these questions I can. There need to be a song about answers. You know. More uh, songs about answers than questions. I need to make that. What should that the answers? Because you know what, this is a double entendre for you. You can call the song "Cuz." Okay. And then just say these things are happening because "Cuz," yeah. "Cuz of." Yeah. That's hard. I would do that. I'm gonna do that for you. Appreciate that. I'm gonna do that for you. Um, but back to the point is if if there were more teachers, doctors, right? Yeah, black teachers, black doctors, black lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have black people in all walks of life. But if they lived in said community, the aspirational point of it all would change. Yeah, I totally. The, 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 the tangible pathway becomes a lot clearer. There you go. I like that. The tangible pathway. And But then again, I don't want to, like I can't, you know, I can't drive it because it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, am I asking you to stay, you know, in the motherfucking pot? That's that's why I think the only real, not say the only, maybe the most viable answer to that like quandary, is for you know the guy who goes from being a longshoreman to like now you're a union delegate or whatever the hell or you know the the top ten percent the ones that are gonna just fucking leave you know just sure as shit I want to do this because I want to fucking leave. If the rest of the community wants to benefit from them staying, they have to do a better job of incentivizing them to stay. That's tough. It is very tough. But I think, like, there are probably some controllables in that list of variables that are more that, that are manageable enough to maybe make a little bit of a difference there. Think so? Right, so? I think it's tough because like the community lacks. So there's a sense of togetherness in the face of true adversity. Mm-hmm. Like right so if the police kill somebody um somebody shoot a little kid. Yeah. Um that's short and it's easy. Yeah, it's exactly. a week long. And whatever. And, and not even that thought of it's easy as much as you feel like no choice. Yeah, you're not missing out on something else because of that. Yeah, you know? this becomes the the paramount thing. But for me, the choice is like, like the reality is the elite. And it's hard to tell another motherfucker what to do with their money. Because it's not really their job. Somebody, like, the people like me, because it's, I take that back, it's my, it's my responsibility at this point. Mm. It's not even Tyree's responsibility. It's not even, um, you know, the, the, the wealthy elite. It's not their responsibility. I'm coming to that conclusion that it's my responsibility to focus because I'm still in a place yeah. in this purgatory where I'm not wealthy and I'm not poor. Right, I'm cool. Yeah, I ain't missing no meals. You know, what I mean, every bill get paid. If I want to eat crab every day, I could. I could take a trip to any place around the world. That's like in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I have the the time. People in my position have the time and still have the bond with the community to help. I think once you become an elite. No matter what you say, you either get too much information and your bond just becomes broken and it's tough. So when I look at Watts particularly, right, I look at all of them factories and I'm like, I just want to run in all of those factories and be like, yo, y'all all got to leave. 
if you don't live in this community, you can't work here. That's not going to work, but mm. that's really the solution. The solution is these people from this said community should be working here. Yeah. Because this was built for these people. It was built, not take that back, because that's like, I hate when people, that's like rappers saying that's radio like was built community. Yeah. It's not community radio, it's for profit. But mm. the problem is, when they built them businesses, they did build them to employ the people in said community. Well, usually... To make money. No, but I'm, I'm sure history would suggest the factories built first, the homes are built second. Yes. So the homes were built there to occupy people to, to work, work in, those in the factories. Same, same like, thing. Sa- but, but you know, that's a good point, though. Like Hershey's, like Hershey, Pennsylvania. You yeah. build the factories, you built the home, mm-hmm. bam. So I think when that part broke, that's it was dead. Yeah. That's what killed it because that is, that's what make Compton or Watts urban communities. That's the, you can work. See, Com- you could, Compton's a, a suburb. I mean, if we're honest, Compton is, is it? What's well, the urban? Com- no, it's a, it's a it's an urban community. It is now, but it was always built to be an urban community. Like the sub the suburban parts of Compton would probably be Paramount, no, or is it Lakewood? Maybe Paramount or Lakewood. I mean, those are all suburbs of Los Angeles. I mean, the reality is, I mean, those were neighborhoods that were built to commute workers to the port. Or to Vernon. That's why it's the hub. At the time they were built. That's a great point. I mean, nobody moved to Compton because there was stuff to do in Compton. It was just near other things to do. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's live, work, and play, right? Yeah. So, So I think that's the problem, though. I think genuinely the opportunities... Right to earn a living for the average man, because listen, we're talking about the average man. That's the place, yeah. right? And without those places being available for said citizens, there's no job, there's no careers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just limited. There's no, but but this is a problem across America, though. It's not just. That's why Trump's campaign was so successful. You know what I mean? Because that's who he spoke to. He spoke to the average American. Like, yo, you used to have a job. Yeah. Why doesn't the average guy has a job? So his promises was we need to get the steel mills open back up. We need to get all this stuff because that's when America was great as far as. Yeah, we're going to deregulate domestically and we're going to make it very expensive to export human capital. Which which I agree. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you're the president of the citizens of the United States, States of America. America. I mean, that's uh. who's that you're not the president of the corporations in the United States of America. Sure. So, again, that's the problem. I think that's, I think, which is crazy when you think about it, again, it's the same trickle-down effect. I always had this issue, right? Like, I used to always make this reference to my dad. Um, When white people, when white men are doing bad in America, you know we fucked up. <laughs> You know it's fucked up. Yeah. We don't got no action, right? And I compared it to being a yard, right? Where if it's a yard, right, with a with a fence built around it and it's all these fruit trees, you can sneak in that yard and still enough fruit to feed your family forever, as long as that yard has you know, it's full of fruit trees. Mm-hmm. But as that yard, you know, that white man's yard thin out. And this one tree left with a couple feuds, you jump that gate, you get your punk ass shot. Yeah. So America is a much more profitable place for my community when white men are profiting. Now the conversation becomes, oh, can you, can the brother get their own yard? And the problem is, it's tough because like right now we're having more action and we still not getting it done, you know, because it's all a, revolutionary perspective, right? Just the industrial revolution, the gold revolution, gold rush, the technology. We're still not at the top of enough of them. Mm-hmm. So revolutions is, is when America changes. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 
at least the face of it. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think again, this same Juneteenth conversation, we've missed out on multiple revolutions, right? We don't have the economics, you know, historically to be a part of them truly. Yeah. You know, but we're getting closer. Right. And it's up to people like me in my position to, to, to really get with it. You know what I mean? To really figure it out and create those opportunities for that community, for my community, because obviously they're not going to give us nothing but a symbol. Yeah. Uh, Juneteenth, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, I'm looking at all these people celebrate like, cause the federal government, uh, it was people who always celebrated Juneteenth, but this year it was just out of hand. I don't know if it's just because this is the first weekend California opened back up or yeah, for LA, if, I think that was certainly part of a, it. a big thing. So it's these huge celebrations for something, and I'm like, "Yo, break bread!" And and I'm just every day I'm coming further to the conversation that we're not going to get the elite of my community to understand that that's the important part. Yeah, because it'll cost them money. Yeah, and I, th- I think that there's also a, a couple of like to go back to the point about Watts. It's like, do you want Watts to be a better place? Or do you want Watts to be... Or do you want the people in Watts to be better off? I want the people in Watts to be better off. Because I don't think that there's an issue... Like, I think, really, like what... um, like, Like public housing, for example, was supposed to be somewhat temporary, you know? So, like, if Watts was to turn into, like, a transient type of community, it's it's just a lot of apartment buildings down there. There's public housing projects down there. And be like, yeah, this is a three-year stop and go, you know? But you go there and you, you figure out a way to leave. But you go there with, like, that in mind. And, 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 there, and there's not really a Watts per se generation like intergenerational community transgenerational community it's just like yeah it's 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 cheap over there i can slide in there for a few years after high school or after college or after whatever the fuck get some money together go someplace else and kind of like launch pad myself out of there you know that's one way to look at it and there's like also i'm like the reality kind of unfortunately is like most of the like of the per square mile high per capita, like black populations in the country, as far as areas go, aren't usually the nicest areas. So there's like kind of two ways to skin a cat. Do you want to make those areas nicer or do you want to make the people in those areas more potentially mobile? You know, like so that you can move to an Irvine easier you can move to a wherever easier and kind of distribute the population a little bit more well you know you know evenly I don't think that's ever going to be the solution because I think that just picks out exceptional people mm-hmm. um I always tell Sticks Watts is the people because I'm not going to give two shits about Watts once they finish gentrifying it it'll be something that's a memory of the past mm-hmm. it'll never be what it was like, gangs ain't the street sign. It ain't the actual neighborhood. People think you're fighting over the property, and it's not. You're fighting over your friends. Yeah. You know, you're fighting over things you feel is disrespect to you and your friends. So territory becomes a conversation. But if they move you into somewhere else, you don't got to live in your hood. If you live in another house, you'll trip on a person the same way. So I think the focus, like I tell Sticks, Sticks got the key to watch, too, yesterday. So that was dope. Cool. Shout out to Sticks. Um we need to focus on the people. See, the, the spirit is the people. Mm-hmm. And that's the focus. So as they're moving them out, if we were able to go create opportunities for all of those people to have careers, excuse me, for the average man, you know, that's that's the, that's the solution. The solution is a couple things. It's not just that, but you got to breed more togetherness. You got to be able to give opportunities to the adults. You got to breed togetherness in the kids. You got to strip them of identities that make them 
going to separate places and feel like this is their only place yeah. versus having the pride of a whole community. That's what's supposed to be the black church. Yeah. The pride of a whole community, but without without the 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 careers for the average man to go out and make a living and and buy a home and you know make sure they can you know afford their children's in life. Yeah. You know I mean it's a tough it's a tough sale. It's going to always be a tough sale without that because it's always a mental stress and strain that if you don't have intellect or a break, you know, it's not going to work out for you. It's tough. So if we're not thinking for each other, if I'm not thinking for him or if Stick's not thinking for him, we're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. We we so far behind the eight ball at this point. Like we way back in. The government is not going to do nothing. That I've came to that conclusion, and I don't want to sound like I'm not a hopeful person anyway. Like I'm a truthful person and I'm a factual person and I'm looking down at everything and I know these people is not going to do right and do the right things economically. Anytime that you're waiting on someone else to do something for you in life, no matter what the circumstance is, grab yourself a Snickers bar. It is going to be a very long wait. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.